as much as I love my son, which is, was also my partner, we just didn't line up in our mindset. It, it is about money, but it's not all about money. And so it, it's all, it, to me, it's not all about putting money in my pocket as much as it is necessarily helping others um, along the way. Putting money in my pocket is just a bonus of helping others along the way. As an operator, I know other investors are romanticizing multifamily investing, and I'm looking to learn from other investors' mistakes. I know you are too, and you found the right place. Welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and my face already hurts because I've been laughing and grinning for so long. I've got Christy Keaton with me today. Christy, how are things in your neck of the woods, and how are you just putting all these things on a contract? You are blowing this thing out the water. Uh, thanks for having me, Jerome. I really appreciate it, and uh, I just really enjoy what I do, to be honest with you broker relationships, constantly um, massaging those relationships and making sure that I'm, my name's in front of them at all times. And, you know, they know that we close deals. And so therefore they keep bringing them to us. <laughs> so the listeners may not know much about Christy because this is only your second podcast interview. Yay! So let's introduce the world to Christy. Who is she and what she's been up to? So for 15 years, I was in the oil and gas industry. I was an engineering technician. I analyzed all of their, basically their deals, uh, where they wanted to drill wells. Um, they would tell me where they wanted to drill them. I would go in and I would put all the numbers together. I would take all the research and say, yeah, that's a really good area to drill in, or mm, you might want to stay away from that one. And so that kind of just rolled over into the real estate industry where now I analyze the deals and see if the deals work for the criteria for our, my capital investors. And if it works, it, it works, man. And normally mine are home run because I'm a very conservative underwriter. I decided multifamily in 2019 after it was a mutual agreement with me and the president of the company. It was time to go. Um, there were things that I that I just wouldn't say yes to, and and he needed somebody to say yes to, and I just just was not that person. I believe um, in integrity and investments. I believe uh, I mean in investors, and so therefore, if you're going to put numbers on a paper, they need to be legitimate numbers. That's my deal. So multifamily is, is where I went. We did flip some homes between 2012 when we created Keep Multi Investments. And in 2019 was our last flip. Woo! And we decided to go into multifamily full-time. And that's where I got hooked up with Quattro Capital. Wow. And, All yeah. right. You're, yeah. you're trying to skip over it. Wait. I so am skipping over a little bit. <laughs> everybody that's flipped houses has at least one horror story. What is yours? Tell me. Tell me, tell so, me, tell me. So this horror story was definitely the last flip house I had. So I partnered with my son back in 2012. And again, we flipped houses. We flipped a few houses between there, between 2012 and 2019. So at the end of 2019, we're flipping what I call my last house. And in the middle of that, he decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore and he walks away. So my partner's left. And now my 
general contractor has noticed that my partner has left and decides to walk with money that I had already given him on the job. We're talking six grand. Then I had some other shyster guys that were recommended by friends of mine that came in and literally just messed up walls, put holes in walls. I mean, it was, it was a mess. And so I physically, me, and a couple of friends of mine physically had to go in and redo a lot of that house. And that house should have been a five-week flip. It ended up a five-month flip, um, including um, about two months of that being part of the pandemic. So yeah, what I can tell you out of that last flip is just because their family does not make them good partners. Ooh, that just hurts some folks because they just want to do business with family. Uh, yeah. What do you mean just because they're family, they're not good partners? Because partnership so, is my whole game, right? So we, yeah. we've got to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. Yeah. So, so I look for partners that are like-minded, that have the same grit, same tenacity, same work ethic, same charity mindset, you know, those kind of things that you have to line up. As much as I love my son, which is, was also my partner, we just didn't line up in our mindset. It, it is about money, but it's not all about money. And so it, it's all, it, to me, it's not all about putting money in my pocket as much as it is necessarily helping others um, along the way. Putting money in my pocket is just a bonus of helping others along the way. Well, in his mind, it was about money. And so, so our, we didn't click. Our mindsets weren't were alike. So we just clashed on just about every level. And so as much as I love him, I know that we could never be partners again. And he knows that. We've talked at length about it. So just because you love that family member and you want to help that family member doesn't mean that that family member has the same mindset that they need to have to be partners with you. So now that you're like expanded outside family, you've mentioned Quattro already. Yeah. How do you make sure that your new partners, because I mean, you're basically meeting strangers. How do you make sure that the new partner has the same values, has the same grid and some of the other things that you mentioned that are necessary for you to partner with them? So it really comes to building that relationship. It, it comes to at least knowing like there's five members to the Quattro Capital team. And I built a year-long relationship with Kim before I met anybody else. And it was literally talking to her on a regular basis. I want to say we probably talked on a weekly basis. Even she knew all the mess that I was going through with that house. I mean, she came to the house to see the mess that I was in, that kind of thing. And she knew. So she ended up finding me behind the detached garage, talking to an investor, trying to get them to invest in a multifamily deal that I didn't even have yet that I was looking for. So she said, you know what? You've got the grit. You've got the tenacity. You've got what it takes to move forward. I, I've got I've got to have her. I've got to have you as an alliance partner. Let me talk to my other teammates. And so that's what ended up happening was I became an alliance partner with them where I keep my own name. I keep who I am as an individual and as a company, but I'll take my deals to them and say, hey, are you interested in this deal? And if they are, great. And so far, they've been, in, they've been interested in every one of them. So that's great. <laughs> I love so it. So interested in the deal. And so, you know, what, what I talk about a lot is knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital. And so... What I think makes people valuable to potential partners, especially folks that have the ability to raise big dollars and 
have balance sheets is finding the deal. And that's what you're doing. You're finding deals, presenting them to folks that have experience and the balance sheets and liquidity to help you take down things that would be pretty difficult for you to take down on your own. And then that's bringing additional capital to the deal as well. And I think it's just the simplest way to scale. Like I think a lot of folks are just, hey, I'm going to set up my syndication business and I'm going to learn how to raise money and figure out how to operate it. And I'm going to do it all by myself. And that's what the guru told me I could do. After I gave them (laughs) $30,000, I find out that really all I'm going to do is raise money. And I I don't begrudge anybody for going down that path because it is really sexy to say, hey, you're going to get a huge acquisition fee. But I've learned by watching people navigate the thing that that doesn't actually happen. But at Quattro, it does happen. So let's talk about the deal because, I mean, I know this is missteps and you've got a great misstep story, but I I, I just want to shine the light on the partnership because there's a lot of empty promises out there, but these folks are actually really following through when they actually find people who make sense for partnerships. So like what, tell, tell us a little bit about that first deal and potentially second, if you want to, and kind of like how it all worked out for you. Yeah. So, so Quattro Capital is great. I, I love them. And, and they not only care about you and your business, they care about you on a personal level as well. And so partnering with them, being like-minded, again, being like-minded people where it's not just about the, 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 the bottom number, but it is also about the people that are, that, that are living in the multifamily, the people that, that um, the investors that are coming in for the multifamily, it, it, is, it is enriching their lives as well. So with, with that said, I have broker relationships, of course, that I have built over the years. And you, you have to, you have to build them. You have to build those relationships. And the, the deal ended up where we had one deal on the hook and we were first in line. We were going to get the deal, going to get the deal. The brokers fought for us to get the deal at the, at like legitimately three days after the call for offers, there was another guy that came in that owned the property around the corner from that one. He came in and swooped it up with money going hard day one. And I'm like, we can't, yeah, we can't really compete with that. So the brokers felt really bad about doing that. So they gave us another deal that they hadn't put on market yet. So it was a pre-market deal. And so we went over there, loved it, found out where they wanted us to be. We came in at where the, where they wanted. The brokers were able to fight for us to get this deal and Lo and behold, we got it under contract. I want to say October of last year. We closed in January of this year. And so that was my first multifamily deal closed. So exciting. It was 110 Ooh. units. Yeah, 110 units, Decatur, Georgia, and Quattro Capital, the way that they do their business when you're an alliance partner with them is you bring a deal to them. They'll give you part of the deal. But up front, you get 50% of the acquisition fee. Now, let me explain to you how quickly that changed my life. I had, you mentioned a $30,000 number earlier in the education guru program, whatever. I was one of those that allowed them to talk me into more things and more things and more things. So I'm into that alone at almost $100,000 because just because I've learned my lesson on that one. You trusted and them. 
I did. You, you I trusted did. them. Yeah, I did. I trusted that whatever they were telling me I needed, I really needed. On top of that, I took all the debt of, of the business and the partnership that I had in the beginning. So I was about 150000 completely in debt, okay? the What Quattro Capital did is they... They understood where I was and the way that they set things up is you get part of the equity of the deal that you bring them. If you want to asset manage, you get part of that, but you get half of the acquisition fee up front or transition fee or organization fee, depending on who you are and what organization you're with. That's what they call it. So 50% of my first deal, I was wired $207,000 first deal. 110 units, 207,000, which of course I took some of that obviously and have now invested it into my deal that'll be closing at the end of this month, my my second deal with Quattro. But the majority of that paid off my debt. I mean, did you cry? I did. Not I only did. not not only did I cry, I think Kim cried. I think I think Tammy cried, my other part. I and I really think that just just knowing that they cared enough or they care enough to do something like that with somebody that brings them a deal, it's not about the bottom dollar for them. It's not just about money because they have now enriched my life because of what they've done for me. You know what I mean? And I don't know of any other any other capital company that does that for their, their people that bring them deals. I, I don't know of anybody else. Do you? Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> no, no. And so... The deal that'll be closing at the end of this month is almost another six-figure number. I don't mind telling my first my first deal with my first number, but but my second number's, you know, gotta keep that. But look, this is the deal. I, I landed another deal last last week of almost 25 million. So if you can just kind of do the numbers on that, it's three to five percent acquisition fee on that one as well. So my goal this year is a thousand units under my belt and a million dollars in acquisition fees. And I may end up hitting the acquisition fee before the six month mark comes this year. So I'm already at 190 units as of the end of this month. The one that I got last, last week is 240. So I'm almost halfway there already for, for my unit number, my unit count. Look, I believe in legacy wealth. I have grandbabies. I believe in legacy wealth. I believe that that that's where I'm going with it. So this is beautiful. Um, this is absolutely outstanding. So, all right. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> A lot of people want to be profitable multifamily operators, but lack the knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital to be successful. They often try to overcome these challenges out of order, slowing or eliminating their ability to get their next deal done. We've developed a framework that allows them to gain the knowledge they need to find profitable deals. When they do, they create the time and location freedom, as well as the generational wealth they desire for their family. The Myers methods of multifamily investing have proved to be the fastest way to establish credibility and properly grow an apartment portfolio. If you want to know more about our four-step process, jump over to MyersMethods.com to get our free four-step guide to getting into multifamily get back to that so i i mean as perfect as that first one worked out was there anything <laughs> that didn't go exactly as you thought it would that's a really good question 
<laughs> yes. The answer is yes on that one. So I don't know how everybody else does it, but the way that that we we do our final walkthrough and on on our properties that we're about to close on. And so you got me in tears there, Jerome. So we did our final walkthrough and we got a call from our property management company, our property management company, not the one that's on site. We had our property management company do the final walkthrough and they call us and they say, well, you're not going to believe what we found. Like, what did you find? Well, we found six homeless, naked people in this unit. You found a what? (laughs) And of course, the the first thing that Chad asked was, did you take pictures? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. You want to take pictures? So forever, that unit will be known as the orgy unit. (laughs) (laughs) because they opened the door, the light shone, they scattered like roaches, but they were all buck naked. (laughs) Oh, no. So So did they like break in? Like, did they have to like break windows or something? Like how they they did? They got, they broke, they broke. So on these particular units, there's a front door and a back door. And so they had broke the windows to the back door at the, windows by the back door and they kicked in the back door. So of course we had to go in and secure it. But yeah, so somebody noticed that the back door was loose and they flipped it open and what I was told were they were in the middle of the action at the moment. And I'm like mortified. (laughs) Chrissy, what kind of deals are you bringing to these folks? (laughs) Now, every time we do a deal, every time I bring a deal to them, they'll go, is there an orgy unit involved? We got to know, is there an orgy? (laughs) (laughs) So did you make the previous owner fix the door and glass or did you guys take care of it? They, they took care of it for us. Yeah. They came in. We said, okay, look, we're going to have to retrade. We never retrade on deals, but we're going to have to retrade this man. And they were mortified. And the property manager, I don't know if the management company knew, but the property manager definitely knew. She said, oh yeah, they've been doing that for two weeks. What? Why did you, why did you wait? Why didn't you let somebody know that that something was happening in there? So, but she was promoted within the company from what we understand. (laughs) I guess they got their number. So she deserves to go to the next level. She deserves it. (laughs) This is amazing. And so did you find anything else at the property after you guys closed with the residents? Yeah. So <laughs> the same <Insult> building. Injury. <laughs> yeah. Same building. Same building. So we're like, do we just go ahead and knock this building down or what? But no, the same building. We have learned that there are two drug dealers in that building. Yep. Yep. And so what I would say is that your tenants a little better. Although you have your lease audit, yeah, and you have your verification of employment, your occupational uh, verification, that's great. See if you, I don't know, Google some names, you know, see if they come up on the uh, arrest list that happened in the last couple of years, that kind of thing. You know, I I don't know. I I think that you just need to vet some of these tenants a little better. And maybe, you, you know, you won't have, you know, I don't know orgies or drug dealers or I don't know. Oh goodness. But yeah. Yeah. I just think that we, that I'm, I'm trying to vet them a little better, you know? (laughs) 
So, I mean, what do you, what can you do right now with like the eviction moratorium? Can you do anything or do you just have to kind of let it ride right now? So Georgia's eviction moratorium actually ended in November. So we do have, we do have evictions out. However, our contract, which is the lease, says that there cannot be any illegal activity or we can term your, terminate your lease immediately. And so that's what we're working on at the moment. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so little lost rent for a little while, but safer community. And then is there anything that your property management company is doing to make sure that they don't move other drug dealers in? Like, is there a way that you guys are vetting that or... Yes. So there, yeah. So we have a really good property management company that has criteria in place, which the, the previous property management company, we're not sure if they had it in place or not, or if they were just renewing the leases as long as, as they went. But even if you want to renew your lease, you have to go the, through the list of criteria now with our property management company to make sure that, that you fit the criteria that we want on, on our property. And, you know, we do know also that at least one out of the two drug, drug dealers that we have on the property is, is on the voucher system here in Georgia. So, yeah, so we know that he's getting government money um, for his rent. And so he's also dealing drugs. And, and so we're, that's one of the reasons why we haven't completely terminated the lease yet, because we don't know on their end how, what the process is on their end. So we're waiting for, to hear back from them on that process as well. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's a wild ride. These properties can be uh, <laughs> pretty wild animals when you get them, evidently. <laughs> Most definitely wild animals. And, you know, for my first deal and, you know, it'll be, like I said, it'll be forever known as the orgy unit, you know. And again, we have now we know that we have drug dealers. I'm like, well, you know, it's just one of those. It comes with the territory, right? Not all well, of them do, but yeah. Um, I think when you're dealing, especially if you're doing workforce housing, there's opportunity for some of that. There absolutely is. And so being able to manage it well and put processes in place to make sure Definitely. that you don't repeat the action, I think is just the most important thing. And it sounds like you guys are nipping that in the bud. We so are. Definitely. The final question okay. is what words of wisdom do you have for our listeners? Words of wisdom. Make sure that you're key. Number one. Again, I'm going to reiterate this. Just because they're family doesn't make them good partners. You do not have to, you can help your family without them being partners. That's the first thing. The second thing is make sure that you are building long lasting relationships and not only with brokers, but with investors, with lenders, with insurance brokers, with property management companies, because it, this is a relationship industry. And the better that you treat your people, the more that they will come to you when they have an off-market deal that just happened across their desk, the more that, you know, you'll end up with better deals, better lending, you know, just they take care of their people when they have relationships with you. They just do. And so that that's my words of wisdom. And make sure that you're with like-minded people. And it's not about the bottom dollar. It it really is about helping and enriching other people's lives. Christy, we are like-minded. I, I can't yeah. wait to continue to follow you on this wonderful journey that you're on. And I'm just Thank so high, happy that good things are happening for great people. Thank right? you so that's, much. That's the whole game and our ability to... Um, 
to really lock in and engage and be with people who are trying to make an impact with their investment is the beauty of multifamily investing. So thank you so much for sharing with us today and to the listeners. The pack is with you. We'll talk soon. You made it to this juncture, so you really love what we shared on this episode of Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review and share this with somebody who's interested in multifamily investing. Until the next time, the pack is with you.